Hi, welcome back to the Meeting of Minds podcast. I'm really pleased to have a guest for you today. Um, it's been quite a lot of solo episodes lately, so I thought it would be really great to have a guest. And I have a really wonderful guest for you today. Her name is Carrie Holt. And Carrie is a coach. She works with sensitives and introverts, and she helps them discover their life purpose and fulfill their soul's mission. So any of you who know me and are regular listeners to this podcast, you will know that this is right up my street. So, and your street too, because you're listening. So um, yeah, so we're going to have a conversation now with Carrie. And Carrie is going to tell us about what it's like, what it was like for her to be living out of alignment with her true self. This is going to be a great conversation. So Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's really great to have you here. So you, where should we start? Do you want to tell us a little bit about being a coach or shall we dive straight into living out of alignment with your true self and what that has meant for you? I think we can just dive right in. Great. Let's go. All right. So um, for me, I learned the hard way what, it, <laughs> what it's like to not live in alignment with your true self. And um, like that journey led me to believe, led me to learn that I was a HSP. But what happened was it was about a little over 10 years ago, I I got really, really sick and um, I just had to stop and take a hard look at my life and look how I was living. And I realized that I was so caught up in fulfilling all these expectations that society said I had to do. So I was working full time. I had a baby. Um, I was trying to do everything perfectly because I saw all these super moms, you know, out on social media and in the magazine. So I'm trying to do it all and my body just couldn't sustain it, you know, and I didn't really know who I was or what I wanted. I just was like taught, go to school, get a good job, make a lot of money. You're good. Yeah. And <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you had all those things. Yeah. But yeah, you weren't I, good. But you weren't good. I wasn't good. And like I had even like explored doing something different, but there was that fear of, mm. you know, what if I don't make enough money? I built this life. So I was afraid. So I never took any action. I had that calling inside me for a while to do something different. And I had started like doing a little seeking and kind of exploring spirituality a little bit. And then I got sick. And when I got sick, like I had to completely surrender. Mm -hmm. So I had to like let go of all the conditioning and just surrender to what is and what was happening in the present moment. And I became ultra sensitive at that time. And I mean, like I started 
like being able to feel things like you could feel the energy of certain buildings and of people and started seeing auras, which was like completely unexpected and not something that I had ever experienced before. And it took like a lot of work. So I, as that started happening, people started coming into my life, like different teachers. And, you know, someone pointed out that I was empathic, which I had never heard about. And again, so I just kept exploring and all of a sudden, like my life started shifting. I started learning about um, what it's like to be your true self and going within and slowing down. Mm. And when I learned to slow down, I started getting clarity Mm. of like, all the things I was doing and all the pressure I put on myself and lack of self-love. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds very familiar, very familiar to me. And I, I'm sure some of the listeners will, will, you know, recognize some of their story in, in what you've just told. Um, and, you know, thank you for sharing that with us. Do you, could you share with us a little bit um, of the health issues you were ex- experiencing? Oh, sure. So, um, at, like I was dizzy, I had a lot of digestive issues, and eventually I was diagnosed with stage three adrenal fatigue. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, the adrenals control your hormones. So, my hormones were completely out of balance. And I was burnt out yeah. and it took a long time to get better. I mean, I suffered with chronic fatigue for seven or eight years. And while I, I gradually got better and I learned a lot of tools and techniques on how to improve, I, I still would like, I'd feel better. And then I'd feel burnt out again. And then I'd kind of go through that cycle. And then I learned I was an HSP and just readjusting and redesigning my life to suit that. I finally was able to conquer the, the chronic fatigue and I don't get burnt out anymore. Yeah, well, great. Well done you. I'm still on that path of learning not to burn out. I think I, I recognize the signs a little sooner now, but um, it's, it's quite an awakening that you've been through and I think you know it's almost that that there are a lot of us in a similar position because the same thing happened to me that something had to happen something in my body happened that made me stop and realize that something really needed to change yeah our bodies are a lot more wiser than our minds sometimes (laughs) right it sends us signals we just have to pay attention yeah and and isn't it you know isn't it sort of strange because you're exactly I I totally agree with you that our bodies you know our bodies know much more what's going on and they know sooner as well they they send us signals if only we are available to to listen and hear and experience them um but yet 
you know society as a whole puts much more um important holds our intellect what goes on in our minds uh, um uh, as much more important oh definitely there's so much work that was involved with actually honoring when yeah. i needed to rest and slowing down and even today when i know i need to rest there's that part of me that i have to kind of like struggle with like sit down it's okay if you just rest for one or two days you're going to have so much more energy than trying to push through yeah and if you don't you're going to you're going to fall even lower so it's going to take even longer to come back up in a way isn't it oh totally mm. and so i think you said this did it start about 10 years ago did you say mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, you said you suffered from chronic fatigue for seven or eight years. So, so really this, it sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but this space of listening to your body and resting and knowing much more what works for you is a relatively new space for you. Yeah. Yep. So I would say like late 2019. Yeah is when I learned how to stop the cycle because before it's feel good, go for three months, burn out, down for a couple more months and back up again. And yeah, so now it's it's like, even the tiniest bit starts to creep up. I'm like, okay, whatever I'm doing, it's okay to rest and just do what I need to do to feel better. Yeah. And do you, What are those signs now? Well, some of it, I understand cycles. Yeah. So like with our body, especially as women, we cycle. Yeah. So um, I'll understand like, okay, some of, I'll start feeling just like a little bit tired and I look at the calendar and I'm like, okay, (laughs) It's that, that, that we're, we're there in the, in this cycle. We're in this cycle. Yeah. So, um, go, it's time to rest. Other times it's, um, my mood will change. Yeah. Right. If I start getting irritable. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, <laughs> let's step back. Yeah. And that takes quite some practice, doesn't it? It does. It takes a lot, especially when you have a lot going on, Mm -hmm. juggling so many things. And I'm the type of person who like having something uncompleted feels like an open energy gap. And I always like to close the loop. Mm. So for me, it's also a practice of patience, (laughs) which I haven't been real good at. (laughs) I'm an Aries. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, I know what the consequences are. Yeah. Um, So I just, you know, it's my mindset. I just talk myself through it. It's allow myself to rest. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My, one of my warning signs is always some, I've got a little dog and he's always 
I don't know why I say he's little, he's not that little, but I have a dog and uh, he's always under my feet, always. Um, but when I'm getting really annoyed that he's under my feet and I'm like, oh, just get out from under my feet. That's my sign that that's one of my signs that actually I'm getting it's all getting a little bit much because actually nothing's changed. He's under my feet every bit as much as he always is. But actually, it's me that's changed. So I realized but it's taken it's been a lot of trial and error to to recognize or it's taken a lot of not noticing or avoiding those signs and then you know no, understanding the consequences to go ah oh, okay I need to stop a bit earlier I need to stop a bit earlier yeah yeah because it's like time and self-awareness you have to be self-aware but sometimes you have to repeat that pattern a few times before yeah. you like really pick it up yeah I, I, absolutely and it, it does just it's just practice it just takes time and it's the the desire to reach that point as well yeah you've got to want it to be better yes absolutely yeah and um you you've sort of mentioned that sort of slowing down and I I talk all the time about slowing down and I was in a group the other week where um I heard they didn't say it to me I mean it didn't matter who they said it to but that somebody said and if you're going to tell me I just need to slow down then don't bother (laughs) because I'm not slowing down I was like oh okay Uh, that was just really interesting um and because the whole idea of slowing down especially you know I recognize very much the go 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 that, that 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 you talked about because that was very much part of my life and sometimes if that is what we are used to and it has worked to a certain point because you know there's no denying that go 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 energy gets stuff done doesn't it oh yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah so how did you find the whole slowing down because it's not easy well for me, because if I don't slow down, I may work on things, but it's not quality. I'm not connected. I'm not in flow. And what I learned was slowing down actually gave me more time and I got things done faster because when I felt, when I feel good and I feel rested, yeah. I'm just a lot, I just get things done faster and I'm more creative. That is so interesting, isn't it? Because when you're used to that no just push through head down go 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 it'll I'll get it done that's kind of the only well I'm that certainly for me that was the only way I knew and it seemed really counterintuitive to then to slow down Mm -hmm. oh I was the same way yeah like from the moment I rolled out of bed to the moment I just pass out on the couch it was like Go, 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 go. Yeah. Like, here's my list of 50 things I have to get done today. And then they wonder why, like, God, I have no life. This doesn't make me happy. What am I doing? What's the point? You know, it's like, it's like, oh, because I'm just going through the motions, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Going through the motions. I completely agree with you. And I used to say things like, well, I can't sit down because if I sit down, I'll never get going again. And it's like that now that's sort of, you know, was that not a warning sign? No, you know, I, it, it didn't 
registered with me at all that that might be part of the reason why I felt so unfilled, tired all the time, angry. Um, what is the point of this? You know, what 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 is the point of this life? Because there's not much joy in it. It it didn't on one hand I felt that and on the other hand I was saying things like I can't stop because if I stop I won't get I won't get going again and not I had no idea that those two were connected yeah I get it it's like you know working in corporate it was like oh yeah I I need to take a vacation I want to take a vacation and rest but if I do then I'm going to be so busy when I get back I can't slow down and I had someone say that to me because they were out sick and they were like, this, I have, this is the first time I've taken five days off in a row since I worked for this company because I never thought I could catch up. And I was like, well, I hope this is a lesson and you learn that you can take a vacation and everything will still be there. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll be refreshed and inspired. Like, Yeah. Yeah, because you, you you raise a very good point there that that actually slowing down and taking time is what you need for that creativity to flow. Um, and we all use create, creativity, even if we don't realise that we do. You know, creativity is there in, in problem solving. It's creativity comes into, you, you know, as well as the... Um, the, the ways that we might think of as creativity, which I suppose more are now what I might call artistic sort yeah. of um, uh, ways of being and spending your time. But creativity comes in everywhere. It's our ideas. It's how we do things, how we think about things, how we problem solve, like I said. I mean, it just comes in everywhere. And, um, you know, I used to have, when I was, I had a corporate job, I'd sort of be struggling in the afternoon maybe to work out how to approach something or how to do something. And I used to, you know, I'd pour over things for hours. And then I, I learned that actually to sleep on it, I'd the answer would often come to me in the shower the next morning. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, why did I think of that? That's the answer. Or that's how we can try it next. And it, it it's... It's amazing to witness that, but it's it's also it it takes a lot of courage sometimes, I think, to actually stop and slow down and think, right, okay, I'm just gonna take some time around this rather than do what I normally do, which is just plow on until I've got to where I need to be. Yeah, especially now. I think with all the technology, yeah, it's it's harder to slow down and just sit and be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you talked about surrendering. So having to surrender, really, your body forced you to 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 majorly slow down, and you talked about having to surrender to just being to to what is. Um, how was that? It was very hard. <laughs> I'll, you know, and I'll share a story with you, but when I was finally diagnosed, I had been struggling for like a year trying to find answers and I kept pushing myself. I mean, like I couldn't even sit in a chair 
or stand up to get ready for work in the morning. I had to sit down and get ready. And I had to have someone give me permission to say, look, this is what you're doing to your body before. I was like, okay, I'll slow down. I'll work from home. Maybe I need some help. And that day I was called my mom to see if she could come help for two weeks so I could just really relax. And I cried because I was like, I'm the strong one, right? I'm strong. I'm independent. And then it was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like people are here to help. And I was married. So I had a husband there too. So that's what's like, oh, I'm a little bit of a control freak (laughs) and a perfectionist. Yeah. So everything, like all these different things came to the surface and allowed me to work on them and grow myself. Um, Did you, I'm kind of guessing that when you got to that stage where you knew you needed help and you asked for that help, the help came? Yep. Yeah. So they were more than willing to help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, there is something about that. Not like we, we can get in that. No, I can do it. I've, I've got this. I can do it. I can do it all. Just 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 let me get on with it and I can do it all. But actually. It has a toll in the end, but also. I mean, there are often bigger questions around why we want to do it all and all those things um but yeah if we can just get if we can ask for help um I mean I suppose you know not everybody lists there might be some people here listening who go yeah well I can ask for help and I won't get it and you know that that that's really tough if you're in that situation but if you do ask you don't know you, you know there are often people who are willing to help if you can just reach out and ask for that help Mm-hmm. And like you said, you asked your mum and you, you know, and, you, and your husband and um, and how quickly do you think did you start to see a difference? Not necessarily, you, you know, get a huge, a, you know, better, but how, how quick do you think you saw an improvement? Within like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's like to help in different ways too. It, I was like, told my boss, hey, this is what's going on. I need to work from home. He's like, okay. Yeah. So, and I have, I still work from home. Yes. <laughs> 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And did you think that might, uh, did you do that sort of like working, you know, right, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to have to talk to my boss. I'm going to have to say this and, oh, what are they going to say? And like, you know, have to sort of, you know, build up your courage to have that conversation. Yeah. Because back then nobody was doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and then you don't want, like for me, it's like, oh, or they think I can't do my job if I'm sick. And it was the complete opposite. Um, he was just like, oh my gosh, you know, I had my sister went through something similar. Take as much time as you need. Do whatever oh. you need. Yeah. So you just and never know, do you? Yeah, I had people rallying around me. So then it's like I share with my mother-in-law and then like energy workers that she knows, they're offering to talk with me and help me. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it. And so 
you 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 know you you're at this place where you have to surrender and ask for help and the help comes what did that look like as you started to recover um well some of it stayed like so my husband because I got so sick like he now he he constantly helps more (laughs) yeah right yeah um and then you know, obviously I didn't need as much help, but even still, if I feel like I'm just tired, I want to do something, I'll just pay someone to go get my groceries or um, my son's older. I'll pay him money to help do some things around the house. I'll hire things out and that's okay. Yeah. So it's actually been a, a sort of lifelong change, really. Yeah. And I also like, instead of trying to figure everything out on my own, I work with coaches too, to help me figure things out still. Yeah, because we all need a bit of support sometimes, don't we? Oh yeah, we can't see our blind spots. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't. Um, There's nothing quite like a good coach to sort of reflect these things back to you and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And And it's usually things that you know, you're just, like you say, they're in your blind spot. Yeah. And then like as a sensitive, it's good to have a coach and be in that or community that's like, it's okay to slow down. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Because, you know, for us, life is a little bit different. It needs to be lived a little different than what tradition tells you to do. Absolutely. It's like that permission slip, isn't it really, from the coach? Um, and sometimes we need to hear that from somebody else. We can't necessarily give ourselves that permission. But you've segued nicely into the sensitivity. So shall we shall we move on to tell us about how this journey with your health and actually before we move on, how are you now? I'm good now. I just had to take two days of rest, though. <laughs> Okay, well, good. Um, you know, good that you took that rest, and I'm glad to hear that you are in a like probably a com- like completely different space altogether. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for me now, rest is just like a little different. It's um, when working, I'll just do the bare minimum what I need to do to get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's learning what you what you can do and what you. Yeah, it's 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 just learning a different way, which is let's let's talk about your your discovery about being an HSP and an empath. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So those two things actually came at different times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I discovered I was an empath when I was sick, and I I could just like I'd go to pick my son up at daycare, and I could just like hear everything I I could feel the energy I, it, it threw me off like completely and then I'd go get in the car and everything was fine <laughs> and I'm like is this and then it would happen like a couple other places and then I was like is this maybe I'm just it's because I'm sick right yeah but then it wouldn't happen all the time and then one of my mother-in-law's friends had reached out to me. We're talking and that's when he like, I think you're an empath. And then I just started being more aware and I had friends come over and I'd start feeling pain and they're like, is your leg hurt? And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
And so I knew I had that sensitivity to that, but I didn't realize that I was an HSP until after I went to a Tony Robbins event. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not a good <laughs> that's not a good environment to be in as an hsp is it tell tell me more i'm interested so this it was a upw which is like a three and a half day event it's you know his whole thing is you can do a lot with less food and little sleep i need at least nine hours yes (laughs) so i i went to it and I was like, everyone around me, like the energy was good. It was, it was very good. But then at the very end, we were led in this meditation. So uh, twin hearts meditation. So imagine doing a meditation with 14,000 people. (laughs) And I just became like, I didn't even know it was like they ended it had been a half an hour and I was consumed with the feeling of love and it brought tears and I still here I go like yeah every time I talk about and this was in 2019 I can still feel that vibration and that experience of love and it just opened me up to what is possible and what where we can raise ourselves but I came back and as I'm trying to integrate everything and, you know, I met friends, like my experience is completely different from theirs. It's like, oh yeah, I went to Tony Robbins. The greatest thing was the meditation at the end where we're all calm, (laughs) open, like everyone is feeling, they're all themselves because we just went through this three days of opening up and high energy and Then I was like, okay. And then, of course, I was drained, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then I, so I just started like looking like, still, why am I dealing with this fatigue all the time? And that's when I came across like, oh, you might be highly sensitive. Uh, So, well, you were just having a conversation with somebody about how you were still. I found it on YouTube. Ah, okay. And then I look at the traits and I'm like, Oh, that's me. Like I took the test. That's totally me. And the part, like, I knew what a highly sensitive was. My, I knew my son was highly sensitive. I read the books when he was a baby, but I must, I don't think I was open to it. And I wasn't that self-aware, like, um, overstimulation. Like I, it was just, I was just so used to, I didn't know what it was. It was kind of your normal. It was totally my normal. Yeah. And so like, and it was my normal of um, sometimes I would go into the office and then I would be drained for a couple of days and then I go back and the same thing. And it was like, I was just like, why, why is this keep happening? And then once I learned I was highly sensitive, it's like, oh, okay. Like I need to limit my time with people. Or not go in at all, which I don't yeah. know. <laughs> nice. So that's really interesting that you that you'd recognized your your son was highly sensitive, but didn't recognize it in yourself. That's really fascinating. Talk about a block. Well, talk about a blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like learning about it 
for him, it was like I learned about it when he was a baby. So it was more about like how his clothes bothered him and how um, like he would get overwhelmed just being around people. And um, I, I just didn't correlate the symptoms the same. I won't call yeah. them symptoms, traits. Yes. Yeah. And now that he's older, I'm like, okay, ours <laughs> are similar. Yes. Yeah. And um, did you find that some of the tools and techniques you'd found to help you through your um, health issues also helped you? Yes. You know, manage your energy once you discovered you your NHSP. Yes, meditation. Yeah. Okay. My number one tool, and that was what catapulted me. Um, from being ill to getting well. I meditated every day for a year and like my health completely changed. And I did, I mean, I combined that with some NLP and that helped as well, but that was the number one thing. And I still meditate every day. Yeah. So I, I've I've tried meditation and I, I do some guided meditations sometimes. I like a, I like a guided meditation. Um, I don't meditate every day. I think I would benefit from meditating more. Um, but I know meditation is really good for lots of people, particularly people higher on the sensitivity scale. Mm-hmm just gives you that time to come back in inwards doesn't it and decompress and decompress. yeah <laughs> yeah so I meditate first thing in the morning to just set myself up right yeah but if I'm feeling like really overwhelmed and sometimes it's hard to meditate if you're overstimulated mm. um, so I might just listen to 432 hertz music but for me, my meditation is just breathe. Like I like to focus on my breath. Yeah. Because we start breathing real shallow and fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. Learning to breathe properly, breathe deep and right down into, right down into my body, not keep it in my chest was one, which actually just learning to breathe and breathing properly is meditative in itself. Um, that really really change things for me actually breathing properly um so I find doing yoga is some gentle yoga is quite good because it helps me concentrate on my body and my breathing so yeah and you know I would say that's a form of meditation like yeah. a lot of people yeah. think meditation is just sitting down but yeah. it's not you can no. just go for a walk yeah listen to the birds Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot of people think yoga is about stretching and pushing your body more and more. I mean, some people do use yoga like that, but I use it more for the meditative st- state it can put me in by making me by bringing me back into my body and concentrating on my breathing. So um, I suppose it's like I suppose most things can be used in many different ways, and it just depends on how we use them to help us. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you 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 mentioned or in your 
in the little chat that we had before we started that actually the the health issues that were triggered by living out of alignment as we've talked about um triggered a spiritual awakening now is that what you've been talking about with us now and discovering more about yourself and discovering your hsp or is there more to that spiritual awakening um i would say there's there's definitely more (laughs) yeah well there there usually is i was just wondering so um you know i learned that we're all energy yeah um and everything is made up of energy and then i discovered that like we all have guides we have angels and we all, we have spirit guiding us. And, um, we like, we can hear these answers within us. Like we have this very wise part of our selves and of our, our soul. And it just opened me up to slowing down and connecting with her and listening to her. Your your inner wise woman. Yes. Yeah. Which you can't hear if you're going 100 miles an hour. No, you absolutely can't. Um, No. And do you think that is different? Would you say that your inner wise woman is what some people would call... I, I mean, I know this is all very subjective because it all means something different to each of us but would you say your inner wise woman is what you might call your intuition or do you think it's something different I think it's the same yeah I think I think it probably is so I was asking that question when I'm thinking about what is my answer um I think those those nudges that we can get the is it intuition um some people might call it gut instinct inner wise woman those those messages that our body is telling us to either yes or no to to whatever it is that that is going on or um I think they're probably they probably all feel the same and they're po- quite possibly the same thing but it doesn't it doesn't really matter in a way what you call it it's more about are you in tune with it yeah are you in tune with it and are you going to listen to And are you going to listen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you in tune is the first thing. You're absolutely right. Are you listening? And are you going to trust it? Because sometimes what it tells you doesn't make sense at the time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because actually it's driving you to a, it, the, the reason for what it's telling you is is going to unfold you don't know what it is yet so it might not even it might not make sense it might be completely you know what what's that all about yeah yeah and have you experienced that where you you your inner wise woman is telling you to guiding you in a direction that seems a little bit strange yeah So I'll use um, my business as an example. Yeah, please do. (laughs) So I had 
uh, coaching business before, but because I kept burning out, I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I can, I can just work in corporate. I can do, I can do it. It's going to fulfill me. I try to convince myself. And then after, you know, discovering I'm HSP, I start getting the nudge and she's saying, you need to do your work in the world. No, 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 we're good. We tried that. I, I just can't. And so it, she got louder and louder. And finally, I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. And it's been amazing. Because so I was like, you can't do it. You're not going to have enough energy. You know, you're not going to be able to show up all the time. Just all these different stories. I was telling myself that I, why I couldn't do it again. And then I just said, okay, we're going to trust and we're going to follow. Because I could feel it in my heart. Like, this is my mission. And as soon as I said yes, things just aligned. That's amazing. And that's what, and are you trying to do both at the moment? The corporate job and your business? I am. I'm doing both. You're doing both. And you're, and that's going okay. Yeah. And energy wise, and you're managing them both. Yeah, uh, it can be done. <laughs> Yay! And could yeah. you imagine 10 years ago the way you felt then that you could be in this position now? No. I mean, I had convinced myself that it was like, it's it's not possible, right? Mm. And then that's why I said it. And then I was like trying to convince myself that I, I should be content. You make good money. What you should be grateful for this job. You, you know, it's okay. <laughs> just keep doing it. And it was like, I just couldn't. I knew I had a purpose. It was making me depressed, just like visioning myself out there doing the same thing, which would have led me to get sick again, honestly. Yeah. So following the shoulds, this is what you should yeah. do, would have made you sick again. But following your the nudge that you were being given, or in fact, more of a nudge, the sort of the, 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 the right old, you know, kick to actually follow your, you know, um, your purpose. This yeah. is what you're here for, to, 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 to have your own business and work with sensitive people, you know, highly sensitive people and introverts that, you know, that, ha- that isn't making you sick. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happier. <laughs> and, and you know, are you working part-time in the corporate job? I work full-time for a tech company. Wow. And then whatever, and you've, you've got a child. and I have a, yep, a 12-year-old. And, and whatever time you've got left, you're running, you're, bus- you're, you're getting your business mm-hmm. going. Wow. Yeah, it's that, again, like, allowing myself to slow down and then also maintaining my energy, I can do the things I need to do in my business and I don't have to do everything. Right. I think it's really focusing in on what works. Yes. Yeah. And what's going to move you forward to, you know, to what's going to move you forward without draining all the, without draining all your energy, because we can, I've definitely, been 
doing spreading myself too thin and doing too many things um and I was getting those familiar feelings of overwhelm and oh okay this is going to turn into burnout soon if I'm careful but I'm not doing a corporate job anymore as well so um hats off to you <laughs> um I think something I did that was a little unconventional is I dropped off all social media I deleted all my accounts um in 20, I think January, 2021. Right. And so then I had nobody influencing like how they do things or how they live their life. And I just tune in to what feels right for me. And then I would obviously like, just I'd look for blogs or whatever and just connect with what felt aligned. Well, that. That's incredible, actually, because that's going very much against the grain of what anybody would tell you about running a, a business and starting a, and starting a business. And you know, you've got to be on social media. And um, I I admire you totally from dropping off everything until I started my business in 2020. I had never been on social media anywhere. Um, so I think I was a little bit strange um, because I just knew it wouldn't be good for me. I just knew that I didn't want to see these curated pictures of people's curated lives that didn't seem. So I'm talking about before I had a business. I didn't want to be on social media. I kept in touch by other means with friends that I wanted to keep in touch with. And I didn't feel the need to be on social media. But when I started my business in the middle of a global pandemic, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And um, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I have times when it's going okay and times when it's really not going okay. And I think I'm learning to live with that a little bit. Sometimes I'm okay with it, so it's fine. And sometimes I'm not, so I just back off a little bit. I think there may be a space for me in the future to get on there. It just doesn't feel But if you're right, if you, you know, if you can get your business up and running without the need to do that then why why would you yeah that's what I said maybe in the future yeah and maybe not if you can do it without it not. if yeah. you can do it without it I mean um I in some ways I would like to ditch it all but I'm not sure I'm quite ready to do that I don't do everything um but yeah well the other thing is for me like I want to build my business with a good foundation um Aside from social media, because you don't own those platforms. No, exactly. So if your whole business is on social media and they make some change or something else greater comes along, you have to shift a lot. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I, I don't know whether it, I would have, would I have done it if we hadn't been in the middle of a global pandemic? Would I have done something different I might have done. I still wouldn't have known what to do though. So I might still have tried social media. Whereas now I'm finding other ways. I'm doing much more networking, much more in person meeting people, um, talking about it more, spreading the word. I'm finding there are other ways of connecting with people than social media. But I have met some amazing people on some of my main platforms, Instagram. I have met some amazing people on Instagram. So but by met, I mean not in real life but um yeah interesting well I think we'll leave that here for um 
for, for today because we're gonna we're gonna record a second part aren't we um and uh we'll talk more i think in the second part about 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 your business and setting your business up and following your purpose and also help how you help clients find theirs so we'll talk about that in the um, in the next episode but thank you so much um it's been really great learning um learning more about your story and i think it's really going to help people so thank you yeah thank you take care Bye. thank you for listening to the meeting of minds podcast you can find this podcast in all the usual places please tell your friends please subscribe and if you have a moment i'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.